Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, and welcome to Concussion Dog Podcast. My name is Nick Mercer. I write Concussion Dog blog, www.concussiondog.com. I also also written an ebook called Detour. It's about my bike trip across Canada in 2002 and my brain injury in 2003. You can find a link to my ebook on the right side of any of my Concussion Talk pages. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Concussion Talk or find me on Facebook by searching Concussion Talk. This is my eighth podcast, and in it, I will be talking to Sally Franklin. Sally is a former ski patroller from Colorado. We will talk about skiing, what to watch for, where to go, and her remarkable story about her brain injury and recovery. Okay, I'm on the phone with Sally Franklin, who will now introduce herself. She is a former ski patroller who had a brain injury, and she will now introduce herself and talk about what she does or what she did as a ski patroller. So Sally, go ahead. Hi guys, this is Sally Franklin. I was a former ski patroller for 10 years at Copper Mountain Ski Resort, which is in Colorado. I started out as a junior ski patroller in high school. They had this program where you could, if you were accepted, you could be a junior ski patroller. So that's what I did for like, I don't know, a long time. And then I earn my degree in emergency medical technician so I became an EMT and then they well they have this thing called volunteer patrolling so when I got my EMT I was in that before my EMT but when I got my EMT I was I don't know (laughs) I was able to handle more so that's how I got my start skiing. Well, I grew up in Colorado, so I learned my parents met skiing, and I learned to ski at a very young age. And um, I went to Air Academy High School, where I became a junior patroller. And then I went to University of Colorado at Boulder, still in college, Colorado. Um, 
and then I worked in Boulder for a few years after that, and then I got a job in Jackson Hole, Wyoming as a public relations account executive, and I worked there for about a month and a half before I was injured in a ski accident. Oh, okay. well, I guess we can tell us about that. I wrote a brief description of the ski accident in my preview to this podcast, but maybe you could tell us more about what happened to your ski, your ski accident. Okay. My friends, three of my friends and I were skiing in the backcountry at Jackson Hole, and we, you had a Jackson Hole Mountain Resort, so you had to ride the tram up, and then we hiked to where we wanted to ski out of bounds. And my friend went first, and he waved at the bottom and said it was good for me to go. So I took a few turns. I have no memory of this happening, so I don't know what happened. Either my ski fell off, or I took a bad turn, or something. But I tumbled down the snow for uh, around a 1,000 feet and stopped by bashing my head on some rocks. Luckily, though, I was wearing a helmet, which saved my life. So, I will talk about my injuries in that ski accident. I had a skull fracture with a traumatic brain injury. That, those are kind of, well, not popular, but you hear about people with TBIs quite frequently. So, I and I also had a cervical fracture of the spinous process. So, I broke my back and I had surgery and they put rods in it. And I also had a deep 10 burst fracture. And I broke my ankle and I broke my rib, uh, one rib. <laughs> so, um, yes, I was lucky enough though to be with some fabulous friends while we skied. One of my friends had an uncle who was a firefighter. So he called him and on the scene and he was a I think a paramedic firefighter anyway he gave my friend distinct directions on how to like care for me on the snow and keep me safe and then too since we're out of bounds the ski patrollers that access us were obviously on bounds so they had to hike to where we were skiing and then meet us and then one of those patrollers actually was a paramedic so I consider that part of my luck. So they took me down the slope in the toboggan back to back in the slope to the bottom where the I took a flight for life helicopter out of the resort and so and then I was transferred to another Flight for Life helicopter to fly me to the hospital that I was in. And my injury was in Wyoming and this hospital was in Idaho. So Wyoming, Jackson Hole, Wyoming is on the far west side and the hospital I was in was on the far east side of Idaho. So luckily, it well it was like an hour and a half or something away. But they could provide better care for me than the hospitals in Wyoming could. So I was there for like two to three weeks. And kind of I was unconscious after my ski accident. And I remained 
in an induced coma for around two weeks or so. Um, and then I flew, I was able to have an air ambulance take me home to Colorado Springs. And as a ski patroller, there's a guy that I used to work with who actually is an air ambulance paramedic. So he was the one that contacted my parents and said, look, will I do anything to fly Sally home? So he figured out the helicopter to pick me up and fly me home, not helicopter, airplane, to fly me home. And that was another part of my luck, that he was so generous and willing to, like, support me. And then I don't even know this guy that well, but yeah. he was willing to support me because we had knew each other for so long. And so now I'm back home in Colorado Springs, and... Things are going pretty well for me. I, After my TBI, I have some balance issues. So I just got home from the gym. My mom and I worked on my balance exercises to hopefully improve my balance. I spent two weeks, like three weeks ago, in Truckee, Wyoming with the High Fives Foundation, their personal trainer to help to teach me these balance exercises. So I'm very glad that I'm supported by the High Fives Foundation and that they're able to like give me grants for things like balance therapy with this personal trainer. Um, so now I'm back in the Springs, Colorado Springs, and it's very hard for me when I'm here um, because I, I've spent so many years in Boulder and there are more, more, more like outdoor industry jobs, like companies. So it's been hard for me to find a job that is suitable for my experience and my desires, basically. So I'm working on my balance therapy a lot. Well, that's actually... Good point about the uh, the High Five Foundation. I forgot to bring that up before, but mm. they they're they're a big support to you and and I want just yes. to thank them for supporting this podcast. Yes. And uh, actually, you and I have more similarities than I thought. Like the coma was about two weeks for me as well. But also okay. one of my uh, one of the friends I was I was cycling with was actually Halley Halley skier, Halley ski uh, whatever uh, guide. In Ralstoke, so he he knew like you know he knew he had I don't know if he did MT course or just knew the the basic skills needed to know to be a heli ski controller, which is obviously CPR and other EMS stuff, CPR and and AR and stuff. So so he was there. Alan, his name was Alan, and he was there for the when I was waiting for the ambulance to get there. So there's mm. another. But, yes. um, but uh. We'll go back. Well, let's go back to your your skiing, your skiing thing, your skiing part of patroller part or patroller and editor for Ski Magazine. You were yes. Well, there? I was the website editor for okay. Ski Magazine. So, and I was a ski patroller while that happened. So I had immense knowledge in the ski industry. Industry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess. What, what do you know from what you what you, 
I guess your experience with the with the brain gene now, and you know about more safety things and just general things people should know. So, what should people know before they head out to ski? Or just um, in general, not even like not even brain one wise, and just general. Okay, well, if you're skiing inbounds, I came up with some ideas. <laughs> so, if you're skiing inbounds, you should. Be aware of the snow conditions, obviously. In spring skiing, it's a lot harder because the top to bottom is very different. Like the bottom will melt because it's warmer. It will be softer snow. So if you're inbounds, you have to watch out for snow conditions. And you also have to watch out for obstacles that are not marked. As a ski patroller, I use like put a bamboo pole to mark something, but it might, it might not be marked by a patroller already. So you have to watch for obstacles on your run. And uh, what I learned, well, I have experienced backcountry skiing and I had, I earned my Avalanche One certificate, which, um, which is, a good thing because it kind of taught me like a lot about like snow and safety and how to be safe in the snow so hold on let me pull up this thing <laughs> okay 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 um what i learned from my avi one course was that is important if you ski in the back country to wear a beacon and I always carry the backpack with a shovel and probe so a shovel if your friend is buried like in an avalanche just below the snow surface a shovel can help you if you get to them pretty fast it can help you save their life and a probe is kind of to like reach very far down in the snow. They're like 10 feet long or something and they're little tubes like as big as your finger. And they like, um, I wish I had mine so I could show you guys, but they break up and fold. So in a probe, like if your friend is buried very far beneath the snow, like seven feet or something below, you can probe and find them yeah. And then maybe dig them out with your shovel. But if you use your probe, it's it has more time has passed, so it's very difficult to like access your friend being alive. Yeah. So a shovel is better to do that. But yeah. if time has passed, a probe is what you need. And as a ski patroller, we often practice. There was this little like snow hut that they built that you crawl. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Fall into and then they would, like cover the entrance up with some snow and they had avalanche dogs where I ski patrol is so when you climbed into the snow hole the avalanche dogs would try to find you and there was always a handler with them so if they found you they started to dig with their paws and then that alerted the the patroller with them that's so, so what, what kind of dog is an avalanche dog? Um, mostly Labradors or Golden Retrievers. They like the snow. <laughs> so, it's... I'm oh, sorry. Sorry for the interruption there. Sorry? Sorry for the interruption. I was just wondering. So It's okay. <laughs> go, go ahead. So, they could... The avalanche dogs would find me. And then the person would dig me out if they needed to. But if you're in the backcountry and you don't have an avalanche dog, which is highly unlikely, then a probe really comes into play. Wow. So you were mentioning it before, before when you were talking about your injury, that your helmet was the one, the, the one thing that really saved you. Well, not the yes. one thing, but one of the one of the things that really saved you. So, well, it could you to talk, you know, talk talk about the uh, talk about the, the what the importance of house and. And well, you you were a helmet when you got, when you were injured, so you were a helmet before before this all became an issue for you, really. Yes, I had a helmet many years before my injury. Um, I got one when I was like sixteen or something, and so now I'm twenty eight. So I had it for a long time, and it really saved my life because I slid down the snow and I stopped by hitting my head on some rocks. So if I hadn't been wearing my helmet, then I would not be here. So I'm very lucky that I was wearing my helmet. And that's one thing I think everyone should know. Go skiing with a helmet on. It, it might do you good. Uh, when I see people skiing without helmets on, I think, oh, they should really be wearing a helmet. <laughs> but 
So that's my perspective, and it really saved my life. Yeah. And there are helmets right now coming out with MIPS technology, which a normal helmet has the soft inner shell and then the hard outer shell. And on an old helmet, they're connected. So if you bash your head like I did, they are connected. So your brain feels the external forces. But with MIPS, the internal protection of your helmet, of your skull, is separated from the outer hard shell. So if your head hits something, the hard shell can move and this little soft inner protection will stay on your head. So that will increase your chances of recovering it when you hit your head in a ski accident if you have a MIPS helmet. But if you ski in balance, you don't really need a MIPS helmet. You just need a helmet. But if you ski backcountry, you should get a MIPS helmet. You've mentioned the MIPS helmet on the Emily I was looking it up online, and it stands for multi-directional impact system, which okay. I, which is so just a, that's a just in front of interesting or not, but it's what it stands for. And, um, yeah, but yes. also I also asked you to uh, for a list, but it was very vague. It's a list, just pretty vague, but you got <laughs> you know what I was talking about for some reason. But uh, so, do you remember you sent the list? Your plate, your favorite place to ski in. Basically, what you told that what you what you should bring, but when you were when you were working for Ski Magazine, you traveled to New Zealand, Chile, BC, yes. and anywhere yes. else, or um, New around. Zealand, Chile, and Canada. Yeah. I skied to Whistler Blackcomb, and then at in the East Coast somewhere. <laughs> I forget what it's called. I have to remember. Okay. I have to look it up. I should have done that before we talked. Uh, but in the U.S., my favorite places to ski are Alta, which is a ski-specific resort, so you can't snowboard there. But if you want to snowboard, there's a resort right next to it called Snowbird, which allow skiers and snowboards. So if you're a snowboarder and you want to get out there, you can go just snowboard. Um, my other favorite resorts in the U.S. are obviously Copper Mountain in Colorado, which is where I was a junior ski patroller, and I skied there for many years of my life. So, and <laughs> let me look up what I said or mother. You, said, you just said, uh, then you said, okay, Western, <laughs> okay. Western Black Home. But, uh, yes, yes. But, uh, that if, is there, if there's any other ones you want to mention, go for it. Okay. No, there's none. No. The ice ski that the Remarkables in New Zealand and Troublecone, I think. I don't remember exactly where I skied, yeah. but I love New Zealand. Yeah. So you said so in Canada. You said we like Whistler. <laughs> okay. Have you been? Have you been to a <clears throat> like my friend? My friend to a Zalski heli ski guide. He heli skied in Brelsbrelsok, which is oh, I I've heard of that, but I've never skied there. It's, it's a lot of avalanches there, so yes, that's yes. one place you should definitely bring your your probe and your probe and your dogs. Yes, <laughs> and, your and your friend who's a heli guide there. 
probably have his has his avalanche three or four. They increase in numbers, so I have an avalanche one, which is like the basic entry level course. But if you're more experienced and you're more certified, like this guide is, then you can increase your numbers. And so, I think. Well, I know that you have to start out with the one, and you can move up from there if you start really low. So, is for your friend that's a heli guide probably has started with the one, and he has moved up to a four. I think. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's, okay. Well. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I I don't see it also. You know. I <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, I skied, <laughs> okay. I skied twice in grade seven, so. Or seventh grade USA. Um, okay. Um, and that was, that was like ninety two, ninety three, oh, ninety two. So okay. It was, it was obviously a long yeah. time ago, twenty three, twenty three years ago. But uh, yeah. yeah. So, so what? What? So, what problems do you find now after you? What? What, what things you generally have problems? Not generally, but most uh, problems mostly that you find that you're uh, with your your bounds. Obviously, you said. But yes. Do you find like, everyday tasks? What do you find is your your mirror? Um, well, when you have a TBI, sometimes one side of your body is totally weaker than the other. And yeah. with me, it's my right side, this side, my, my left side, side is my strong. Side. My, you're opposite. Yeah, but you <laughs> okay. you, you had to learn to do everything with your you were right-handed, right? I used to be a right-hander when I was writing, and now I'm a left-hander. And I try to use my right hand every now and then, but I sometimes don't remember. How is your writing now? How is your writing, your writing now? Sorry? How is your writing now, your it's, calligraphy? Your... It has improved. Yeah. Luckily, my father is left-handed, so okay. I kind of learned some or tricks. have his kind of jeans i guess yeah. well, not... my, my my dad was left handed too okay and, uh, yeah he used to have used to hate scissors remember? okay but, yes uh, yes but i have left-handed scissors now why do you have them they're taken from your dad what so why do you have them they're taken from your dad why are you left handed too? No, sorry <laughs> no okay, that's fine um okay. i can't really think of anything else you want to say about uh Skiing or skiing and safety, or skiing in general, just just general thoughts on skiing. Like anything um, else? My, well, what I think for the backcountry skiing is to find your local avalanche center. Here is Colorado Colorado Avalanche Information Center or CAIC. So in Canada, I assume they have one for like province or something so find that avalanche center and then if before you go backcountry skiing you can look there for like info about the terrain and the snow and it will say caution in this area or it will not say any of that so it's best if you look at the avalanche information center website before you make your way out there um and also in the backcountry i've noticed it's important to stand your ground 
don't succumb to peer pressure at all. Like, if you don't feel, if something doesn't feel right to you, then don't ski it. You, people around you might be, oh, come on. But if you feel like that, you shouldn't ski it, don't ski it. And your family and friends will be really sad if you do ski it and then you get caught in an avalanche. So my advice is to stand your ground and don't succumb to peer pressure. That's obviously just great advice. Sorry? Um, I said that's, that's great advice. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you because you were mentioning the, uh, the pay attention to science. I watched that one of those basics videos by High yes. Foundation. They uh, they yes. showed the one of them. I'm not sure which one it was, but showed the whole signs. And I watched a couple of them, and they're really good. I mean, not skier, but they were well mm -hmm. done. They're not pedantic or anything. They're they're good. So, um, mm -hmm. they were uh, and they had the type of signs like they showed the patrollers and ski officials were out there on their own placing signs, and and even the signs are just people like the younger young young children like teenagers. Or the younger. There's that one group, I guess, we don't, we don't have them here, obviously. They're specific to the resort in California, I think. Or there's a, there's a hell mountain in California that had, like, a program for young, pretty young, young, young people. I say teenagers, yeah. but younger teenagers. that doing, the like backcountry skiing and stuff. They had yes. to, what they for yes. and how to lead their friends and stuff. So, yes. that's very valuable. So, yes. again, so check out the High Five Foundation. Online yes. at Shazza, you want to, do you want to say the uh, what's the web address? Do you have it or do you? Sorry. The web address. Do you know what the word is? Uh, yes. Okay. So they're going through this whole movie program called Basics, and it stands for being aware, safe, and safe in critical situations. So being aware and safe in critical situations, and to access the videos and the info about that. Uh, their website is www.basics.highfivesfoundation.org. So you can go there and find out all about the the how to be safe in the in the backcountry and on the ski resorts and how to make safe choices. Well, thanks. So, uh, well, yes. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks a lot, Sally, and thanks a lot to yes. High Fives. And uh, mm. so. Well, again, well, I just I will say uh, please listen again, and uh, yes. thank you, Sally, for agreeing to talk to me. Thanks. I would like to thank Sally again for her time. It was a great interview, and I would like to apologize to those few little, I don't know if you noticed them, those few little audio glitches in the middle of the interview. And uh, thank you very much, very much for listening, and hopefully you will listen again. So, until next time. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.